The things we do for a love like this are ugly, mad, full of sweat and regret. This love burns you and maims you and twists you inside out. It is a monstrous love, and it makes monsters of us all. Hello, and welcome to episode 246 of Under the Call of MS. Thursday episode, a little bit of comics, a little bit of whatever, a little bit of MS, and I'm sure a little bit of whining and bitching along the way. <laughs> uh, so I haven't felt all queasy and irpy all week, much at all, just light little episodes here and there, but today has been... Right from the start, just been a long, grueling, aggravating day with the body. It just, it does not feel good today at all. It's like, if you hear any weird noises and stuff, it's, oh, it's been making a lot of weird little gurgle noises, and bubbling noises. I don't know what it's got up its sleeve for today. Which could be interesting because I'm thinking about mowing the lawn this afternoon, but bouncing around and with the gut being funky, I don't know if that's a good idea. We'll have to see see what it has to offer. <laughs> now we're starting a podcast out with EMI right off the bat, <laughs> like we often do. But yeah, I just, I was all excited, happy. I wasn't feeling as nauseous and sick this week, thinking I was going to get a week of some break from dealing with all that crap. <laughs> now the cat decided he's going to jump on me. What's up, Lemmy? Want to say hi to everybody? Say hi to the masses? No? Just shake your head no. But... <laughs> Yeah, it's going to be a interesting one, but yeah, it's kind of bummed because I was not feeling as nauseous and sick and then thinking that I'd have a, the rest of the week to deal with a little normality before I start the regimen again next week. But that did not work out. So. What's up, kitty cat? Figure I'm talking, you're gonna take over the not let me do it, just push your way in. But yeah, we'll talk about some more stuff starting with comics here in a second. But I'm uh, deal with the cat and I'll get right back to you. <laughs> Okay, the cat left finally, so let's get back to some comic talk. Starting with the Blue Flame, this is Chapter 4, Future in Peril. Sam spirals deeper into darkness, while the Blue Flame chooses to financially face the tragedy of his life on Earth. It remains to be seen if either of them will ever recover, and if they can still be heroes. 
as they grapple with their identities, Sam searches his soul and seeks relief in the arms of someone who may, in fact, be an adversary. While the flame finds an ally in someone he thought was working again. And here we get to see a little bit more of what's going on with Sam being back from the tribunal of the aliens that are going to destroy Earth if he can't make a case for us. And we still have no idea what happened with the tribunal from the last story. And this one gets a little deeper into it and we get to see some events that happen while Sam is at the on the alien planet dealing with the things that are coming and we get to find out a few little things throughout this chapter to help us get a little closer to understanding what the final outcome is or was or is going to be but we also get to a little more information on the crimson visage is one of the members of the group of street-walking superheroes in Milwaukee. And it's just, I like it. I thought this was only going to be like a five-issue run, but I'm not sure. So you'll have to see where this goes. Uh, hopefully they're not going to take it as an ongoing i i mean it's a good story i would like to see it go further but i was hoping for some finalization to this story at least this part of it they could always do a secondary story beyond this but i hope we get some closure within an issue or two i hope i really hope it's within six issues, but I could have swore it was five originally when I jumped on it, but I could be wrong. I'm not sure about that. Such as Mom, Mother of Madness, uh, which we'll talk about next. We're on issue two of this, number two. And we get a little deeper into her with her abilities that she has when it's that time of the month and she's dealing with her period powers. <laughs> I think we're going to find out more with the child because since this since her powers work around that time of the month and stuff and then she had a kid I think we're going to see some interesting things develop with the child here in the future and he's gonna have some interesting little abilities himself or herself <laughs> i suppose it is a girl or no that was you know no she's got a son but it goes we get flashbacks in here of her when she was a child dealing with her mother and we also get to see a character that she, 
she left, appears in this one, and we get to find out more about him. And I think we're going to find a lot more about him in the next uh, issue. This one, I thought, was only going to be a three-issue run. That's why I jumped on this also and thought, what the heck, it would be a simple, simple little jaunt, and if I didn't like it, it wouldn't be that big of an investment. It would only be a three-issue investment, but... Now, after this story where it's at and what's going on, I'm starting to wonder if this is going further than it was planned. I don't know. A lot of these stories lately just aren't really advancing further along the storyline. Each issue, it seems like these. These two comics themselves are kind of stuck in this <laughs> period of their storyline. Uh, I think they're going further along than they need to with some of the stuff. I'd like to see more happening. But they're both good stories. Uh, Mother of Mayhem and The Blue Flame. I'm enjoying both of them and we'll keep going with both of them, but yeah, I'd like the. I'm almost at that point where I need my completion again. I need to go back to buying trade paperback forms and stuff like that. And it's getting hard doing the single issues and just not getting further along in the story. Stories that I'm reading, and I'm just waiting for more and more things to happen. Uh, it's taken a while to do that, and that's not a good thing when you're putting out three, four, five dollars a crack on each of these issues, and you're not getting no answers. It's like I want, I want to see advancement. I want to see more, more uh, finalization, more completeness. Uh, so yeah. I kind of backed away from the trade paperback form format because that was irritating me because I'd be reading stories and they won't finalize themselves and you gotta wait for the next volume of the trade paperback and then the next one and it's like so basically you're just turning the individual comics into bigger form comics and kind of making up because it's like you go back to the earlier comics and it's a ton more reading. It's almost like some of the stories have way too much reading that it, you get bored with the story and you just want start to fall asleep and doze off and just can't get into it. And now we have shorter stories that are better for the shorter attention span, but yet the stories are not completing or giving us anything that we want to finalize the story. Now this next this final one I'm going to talk about is a four-issue run. And this was nice. It was a nice, complete story. It was still in the era where they're over-talking, over-telling in the story, and not talking, focusing on more of the stuff that they could focus on. So this one could have been cleaned up and written better, but it was an enjoyable story, and I was glad I read it. 
It's X-Men Liberators. And in this story, you get to see the group of Wolverine, Colossus, and Nightcrawler teaming up, working together, doing some stuff back at the uh, Xavier Mansion, the X-Men Mansion, the Danger Room, or whatever you want to call it. Uh, practicing, doing a uh, basically doing their superhero team up thing in the danger room and Professor Xavier testing them, testing their abilities, testing their ability to work together, testing how they work in different ways and stuff like that. And then we see the three of them going off to Russia because Colossus wants to go back to his hometown and just get some closure on some things that happen in his life. And when they do this, they run into some issues along the way, of course. Um, they start out simply by going to a bar because Wolverine wants to have some drinks while they're waiting for a train a train or a bus. I think it's a bus that they're waiting for. Uh, no, actually, I think it is a train that they're waiting for. <laughs> but anyways, they stop at a bar to have a few drinks, and of course, issues arise, and then the mutant abilities appear and then everybody free all the humans freak out because of the mutants so you gotta deal with all the crap that's going on around them and then we find out when we get to the town where colossus is from we find out that there's a military establishment that's going around taking people's children and Taking them to the military uh, camp, the military enclosure, whatever the hell you want to call it. I can't. Military base, military structure, and they're doing tests on the children to see if the children have any type of mutant abilities. And then they're trying to do things with the children that do. And of course, Things that the military always do, trying to come up with new methods of military warfare, character warfare, stuff like that. Uh, along the, the events of all this, we see uh, a character that's locked up in a cell in the dark. And this character happens to somehow eventually escape and things happen with the military complex and Colossus, Wolverine, Nightcrawler, Wolverine gets taken in by the military and they start experimenting on him, doing stuff to him. You got to see what's up. We get an appearance by Omega Red 
and this character that escapes happens to have some siblings along the way, and there's a little old lady that appears in this story that becomes part of everything, and we find out more about her relationship with with some of these characters, and there's some children. A few children still left in the military confinement while this is going on, and we find out some things going on with them. And I'm curious about some of the children. Uh, if I don't, I'm not one of those people that can sit there and just instantly tell you when I hear a person's name. Where they come from, what they are, who they are, what they're going to be. I think these kids have something to do with the future of mutantin, mutant dumb, or whatever the hell you want to call it. Mutants in the future. And we'll find out more about that down the road. But this one comes from, oh, it's got to be mid-90s. Let's see here. Oh, late 90s, 1999, it looks like. This is when they did X-Men Liberators. But it was nice. It was a four-issue run. It was complete. It gives you a nice story. And you actually get some closure and stuff from it. But check that out by Marvel Comics if you want. Uh, of course uh, I had problems with <laughs> something got all over that cover for some reason but it's downfall about leaving your stuff sitting out someone messes with it does stuff and don't care for your shit and things get damaged <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I was, I enjoyed that run. And I like, I like, I like what I've seen of the X or, uh, the Wolverine and Colossus teaming up and stuff. And Omega Red's been catching my interest, uh, popping up a lot lately for some reason in the stories that I've been checking out. And I've always liked the Nightcrawler character. So that was a nice little team up. Went to her if they had dupe with them or something. But, <laughs> but yeah, that's it for the comic portion of it. And we'll get into some MS stuff here in the coming up. But first off, do you know what eschatology is? It's E-S-C-H-A-T-O-L-O-G-Y. Eschatology is a part of theology concerned with the final events of history or the ultimate destiny of humanity. This concept is commonly referred to as the end of the world or end times. The word arises from the Greek 
Exotoic. Eschatos. Eschatos. <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying now. Give you a good layout of the pronunciation, so I'm just guessing how to pronounce that word, but it means last and logi meaning the study of and first appeared in English around 1844. The Oxford English Dictionary defines eschatology as the part of human as the part of theology concerned with death, judgment, and the final destiny of the soul and of human humankind. In the context of mysticism, the term refers to refers metaphorically to the end of ordinary reality and to reunion with the divine. Many religious tr- religions treat eschatology as a future event prophesized in sacred texts or in folklore. Eschatologies vary as to their degree of optimism or pessimism about the future. In some eschatologies, conditions are better for some and worse for others, as is heaven and hell. They also vary as to time frames. Groups claiming the end of times to be imminent are also referred to as doomsday cults, or asshats, or fucktards, or idiots, or... (laughs) So, yeah, it's my opinion. I can say what I want. But, yeah, I don't know. I was always into things like that, and the world type stuff. When I learned about eschatology, that was just something... Something new and interesting for me to look into. I can't remember who mentioned it or what mentioned it or what brought it up, but something brought it to to my attention, and that's why I was checking it out. But that's it for now. We'll get back with more MS stuff coming up right after this. Alright, let's get into some multiple sclerosis, health talk. Talk about some tips for managing multiple sclerosis. Uh, You can... There's a variety of things you can do to try and make your day a little easier. Things you can do to help out along the way. Try and conserve energy and stuff like that for better things and ways you can do stuff to make your life not as stressful and hard to adapt with. Things like keeping a journal can help. Uh, You don't have to do everything digitally. You can have a notepad. You can write stuff down. It's good for your brain, good for your brain hand coordinate, coordination and stuff. Uh, not just constantly typing and pushing buttons on a computer all the time. It's good to write it down, too. Uh, but it's good to also keep it in 
like one or two journals just so you have it all in one place so you don't have stuff written like I do right now I have about 10 12 different notepads and stuff written all over the place well actually now I this week I took all my notepads and reorganized them into one again but I do have a bunch of loose pages laying inside that one that I still don't have organized and put together yet but then I have stuff that's written down two three four five times because I space it off forget that I wrote it down don't look at the stuff and pay attention to what I wrote down of course if you have to use your electronic devices you can also do voice to text software so you don't have to type you can just talk and computer can do all the work for you which in the long run isn't great for your cognitive issues i think it's better to actually do the work yourself instead of letting the computer do it make sure you place items you use the most often in the location that the, that's easiest for you to reach to get to consider occupational therapy tools to help with fine motor tasks such as pulling on socks and opening jars invest in a mini fridge for the room in which you spend most of your time and if you got it an area that you sit at a lot and you, if you want to have like some bottles of water and stuff like that they're nice and chilled and some snacks or whatever uh, sometimes medications have to be refrigerated or whatever that could help having a little mini fridge around for that uh, you can use a smartphone app to schedule reminders use your your calendar and stuff on your devices so they can buzz you when it's that time that day or that time of day to take certain medications or if you have a doctor's appointment you can write notes for all your doctor appointments you don't forget what to ask when you're there and what you want to talk to them about uh, overheating is a problem for many of us especially this time of year so basically Try out some hot weather clothing uh, containing gel packs that help you stay cool. I'm not a huge fan of the gel packs, I and mean, they do help, but I feel they're just so so minor as far as time wise. I and mean, you got a good 15 minutes to a half hour if you're lucky before they start thawing, and at that point when they're going down in, in temperature and not giving you that coolness your body want, needs, it's like almost warming the body up because you get it nice and cool. And then all of a sudden the packs start wearing off and your body's slowly warming up. So it's, I wish they'd do more clothing that has the pack style to it so you have individual pack style but it, they're sewn in and part of the clothing so you can just throw the whole thing in the freezer and then put it on uh, 
mostly like invest form and neck scarves and hats and things like that. I'm not a big fan of the individual packs and pulling them out, putting them in, pull them out of the freezer, then put them into all the individual slots and then throw it on. And by the time you throw it on, the stuff's already defrost. So, especially if you, you're in the 90 to 120 degree temperatures, it's going to be hard to hold that coolness with those. Uh, Get yourself a firmer mattress with a cooling surface or buy cooling pads for your existing mattress. Take cool baths, stay hydrated so that your body can better regulate its temperature. And it's in winter, if you're drinking warmer temperature things, your body has to use metabolism to and energy to cool those items down to your regulated body temperature and summertime if you're drinking nice icy cold drinks your body has to regulate itself to bring the temperatures up to your normal body temp so that's good for your metabolism and everything but you also got to watch it you don't want to burn your body out and overdo it or anything it's good to have like a Summertime, if you work outside, you're going to work outside or do things. It's always good to like take a jug of water and freeze it the night before. And that way in the morning or whatever you need it, you just grab it, take it with you. Let it sit wherever you're at and it'll just slowly thaw out throughout the day. And you'll have nice ice cold water the whole time instead of running back and forth and icing up your drinks because then you're also overheating your body, running around, doing that extra running to get things done. But It's also good, of course, to use fans and air conditioning or central air or whatever you have access to to keep your body temperature comfortable day and night. It's not good to sleep in a hot, hot atmosphere either. It's best to sleep in a cooler environment. Sleep with a pillow under your knees to re- reduce pressure on your back. Uh, stretch daily to relieve muscle soreness and spasticity. But also be careful with it because... A lot of times when I stretch, it sets my spasticity off. I got this annoying thing that's been happening a lot lately. uh, Where one ear, usually my left ear, will get this like vibratic tone. Um, It hurts. It's like this sharp vibration in my ear when I talk or when I'm listening to head headphones or I have noises around me they like reverberate off to my eardrum and just vibrate it to a painful point and I don't know what the hell causes this I don't know how to stop it all I can do is pull my headphones out at night when it's happening or just stop talking and say right now I'm 
pocket with my index finger jammed into my ear, pushing pressure against it, trying to get it to stop from hurting so freaking much when you're talking. But yeah, it's I have no idea what caused that or what set it off, but I've been dealing with that on and off for the past year or two. But I'm sure I've had it in the past here and there, but it's been pretty much regularly happening late, happening lately, and not good because with my tinnitus, I gotta listen to stuff in the background, otherwise. My tinnitus drives me insane because that's 24-7. When this hits, you can't listen to shit. I don't know how to. I'm going to have to see if I can find anything online about it. I don't know what to really call it. (laughs) It's irritation, vibration, echoing stinging, stabbing. I don't know. If anybody else has this, you can let me know if you know what the hell it is. <laughs> uh, save your energy. Work while sitting as needed, such as when you fold laundry. It's like I, I have a chair around wherever I'm working usually nowadays because I can only stand so long and if I bending over for some reason my right knee likes likes to lock into place and it's painful to try and stand back up or upright yourself and try and unlock the stupid kneecap and that's my good knee so that sucks (laughs) my other knees all wobbly and unsafe feeling and because it's got no ACL or MCL or meniscus or anything supporting it. And it's like just basically bone on bone jello. <laughs> but uh, use a trolley for setting and clearing the table or putting away laundry. And it's good to have a rolling table or anything just anytime when you're working around stuff and you got to move things back and forth. I got a hand cart for outside, which stupidly I have stuffed in the corner behind a bunch of shit right now instead of out where I need it at the moment. I uh, will fill it full. Like, I mean, I, <laughs> I've i been trying to get a new weed whacker for a while because my battery operator works one, like you've heard, doesn't hold up usually for half a dozen to a dozen trees worth of cutting at a time. Uh, But then my other one is my electric weed whackers. I buy them every time I see them at rummage sales and just keep swapping parts and keeping them as many running at a time as I can, but usually every time I weed whack, I burn out at least one of them and have to rip it apart and fix them and add it to an older one and try and get a couple parts to work together. Hopefully get a working device out of it, but uh, yeah, I'll have three electric weed whackers in my cart plus my 
I don't know how many I got, six to eight extension cords now I use. So I can get to about four different spots where there's electrical outlets on the outside of the house. So I can get as much trimming as I can with the electric ones before I go to the battery operated one to get the farther away stuff. But yeah, I know most people are like, what the hell dumbass, get yourself a gas operated one. I can't use them anymore. They're too heavy. They're awkward. They ha- they have their weight displacement completely wrong on most of them, and they just do not work well. And I struggle to carry them and use them and hold them. And last couple times I used one, I sliced my legs up because the stupid thing swung back into me. And then I tripped on... One, as it was coming in, it's lip, it's cut my leg, and then I stepped on the arm of it and bent the whole arm to shit by stepping on it. And it's just, they're awkward heavy, they're top heavy, they make no sense how they're laid out. And if they would counterbalance them, that would make them twice as heavy. And it's just, <laughs> I used to carry refrigerators and freezers on my back by myself and now I can't even pick up a fucking weed whacker and use it correctly and I have problems using shovels I got problems using screwdrivers I have problems using all kinds of tools and I used to be a mechanic and I can't do shit anymore and it just really bums me out and pisses me off but it's like taking care of a house it's not mine and doing all the shit around and not having the equipment I want to have to do it correctly for me is really irritating, but yeah, I'm whining to the masses because my siblings don't listen to me when I tell them over and over and over what I want. No, God forbid. Yeah. Help the person that's taking care of everything. Get through life a little easier so maybe he can have a little extra time to spend with his wife, some enjoyable time instead of just using every little bit of strength and energy and power that he has doing stuff that he shouldn't even be doing. But yeah, it's just keep going to your little birthday parties, having your fun. <laughs> Keep ripping my body to shit for no damn reason. <sighs> yeah. Told you there'd be some pissing and moaning today. <laughs> Just not in a good good moment at all this week. Uh, thankfully I have my wife because otherwise I would have no other purpose in life <laughs> to be around. So you guys, just done. I am done with this shit. Uh, but let's get back to what we we're talking about. <laughs> Keep your cleaning supplies in every room rather than transporting them around the house. And if you come to my house, I mean, right here where I'm sitting, I have Windex. I have. Spick and span antibacterial cleaner. I have two rolls of paper towels. And this is all next to my computer area. 
Uh, yeah, the vacuum clean. Well, no, it's upstairs now. It's usually within reach. So I can plug in, take the hose, and suck up as many cobwebs and shit around my area as possible. I got lint rollers. I got, I got an extra tooth cup for my teeth when I forget to take them out at night. <laughs> I got cat treats and stuff just in case the cat annoys me. I have to go try and get something or do things for it. And say, so you go up to my. TV room chair, I have cleaning supplies there and supplies to help with everything that I can think of. I got bodily issues supplies at a lot of my main areas. I got access for any type of electronic stuff and things like that. I try and make it as simple as possible in case I'm stuck at that area for a long period. And when you have those moments of sickness and stuff where you just you're going to be in that spot for a few hours just trying to ride something out and it's always good to have those things around I, uh, I buy the wet wipe packs and stuff nowadays, well they're not wet wipes they're like packs through the medical companies and stuff like that but they're just handy things to have around I mean I got Things for wiping glasses. I got things for wiping electronics. <laughs> Tons of things for notes and information. I get yeah everywhere. Even my car. My car has stuff. I keep stuff and everything, just because they got to that point where it's annoying as hell not to get somewhere and you need something, then it's pain in the ass to try and find something to compensate for whatever you're looking for if you can't find it and it's just it's best to have the shit around oh hey what telemarketer do we have calling now hello telemarketer you're on wkrb live on the air what are you gonna try and scam us with today no you're not even gonna talk why don't you even talk anymore when you call it's like you're the dumbass is calling me talk <laughs> it's like, is just give me something to hear. I mean, they just always hang up on me. They're, just, uh, they're annoying too. It's like now I got this new thing where I have one to two people trying to friend me now, and I was accepting them just because they're people that were from my MS groups, but now here they're sending me personal messages saying, have you seen that you're on this list and you can get all this money, but you just got to give this little bit of money to get a bunch of money. I just got $60,000. This lady tells me. <laughs> and of course it's some dumbass from another country and they're just doing these little scamming things. And it's sad, but you look at their, Facebook page and you see all their relationships for the sites that you follow and you know that those people are getting pushed into scams and stuff so you gotta contact them and say hey watch what you're doing pay attention but now I gotta go through now because I just added a bunch of idiots my thing that I don't think are nothing but scam bots so I'm gonna have to go through and clean them out of my Facebook and 
don't know. It's just society can build bombs, wipe out communities, but they can't stop scammers. And we got people. And we have events going, I don't know, it's stupid to even argue about, but I'm just tired of seeing things every time I turn on the news, but like a mother that was in another state because she screwed up her life and lost her kid, kid, and that kid's stuck with people that don't care about him, and then one of the family members that apparently killed someone else in the past, beat this kid to death. And then the mother appears and is like blaming authorities that they should have done something. That's like, Oh, the person was in prison for what he did in the past. And then he got like, Oh, that's how society works. And then you don't take care of your life. And, your kid suffers for it and then you blame society. It's like society's constantly getting blamed for everybody's problems except they just don't blame themselves. I still say there should be a class you have to take to spit out a kid because most people that do have kids are not prepared for it and should not have them in the first place. spitting out 12 kids so you can get extra taxes once a year it's not a good thing to do <laughs> because you're hurting the kids by not taking care of the rest of you and and these kids that are preteen that are out past 10 o'clock at night out running the streets doing whatever racing cars I can't say much I did it my parents didn't want to see us and the whole day, it's like, get your ass out of bed early in the morning, get the hell out of the house, and come home after dark, we don't want to deal with you, and half the time you come home, and the house is locked up, and they're gone, it's like, okay, <laughs> but, yeah, I suppose I gotta get through this, because I'm running out of time, uh, what else do we got, use a bath bench, and removable shower heads, so you can sit while you're showering, avoid bar soap that can slip away and make you reach, then choose a liquid soap dispenser, they have cool sponges now that have soap in them, and these things last, for Christ, I got one, and it lasted almost a month, and it still had soap coming out of it, so they're awesome. Purchase lightweight bedding for less restriction on your movements. Uh, think about safety around your home. Buy comfortable shoes with good treads. Use non-skid bath mats or don't use anything. On, well, at least put some type of non-skid stuff on your bath surfaces if they're slippery. But uh, some of these environments you get now these shower and bath environments are slip non-slip way better uh surfaces to be on than the old stuff and you don't have the curve curvatures that you do on some of the stuff from the past you get nice flat surfaces and no lips to deal with when you're walking in and out of showers or tiny little lip Ours has a stupid step down, which I hate. 
because anytime you drop downward, your body can mentally have some issues and you can fall and hurt yourself. But make sure appliances get the burp attack going on now, burp and hiccups. And for some reason, I got like an egg taste <laughs> all morning so far. And all I have is a little bit of bread with peanut butter on it. So I don't know where this egg taste is coming from. I didn't have eggs last night either. So who knows? My body's probably deteriorating again internally. <laughs> uh, make sure appliances like your kettle, your potty, potty, <laughs> your potty pot. Your coffee pot, your iron, whatever, have an auto shut off or you don't leave shit going and walk out your house or something or leave a hot surface laying on top of a table. Point sharp utensils downward when loading a dishwasher. Always leave the bathroom door unlocked in case something happens and someone has to get in there. Keep your cell phone with you at all times that's annoying as hell dragging those stupid things around many people do i still get the landline (laughs) add extra handrails where they might help such as on stairs or in your bathroom i think i mentioned it my stupid handrail going downstairs has brass fittings and i'm thinking one got damaged when people when i had the Family come and help move a refrigerator out of here. They set it on the handrail, and I think the pressure snapped, cracked the brass fitting. But one day I was going, thankfully, I think I was going upstairs, not downstairs, and the thing snapped in half, and the rail dropped down. And, of course, my screw gun is so old that I can only screw the screws halfway into the wall. And so it's just loose, bouncing around on the screws, so it'll fall off again one night when I'm trumming down the stairs, and I'll end up falling down the stairs, probably break my neck or something, but God forbid uh, <laughs> house buys me a new set of power tools since I uh, use them constantly around here, but I can't hand screw a screwdriver anymore. I tried to vice grips put a vice grips on the stupid screws and hand turn them in but my hand locks up and eases i can't do that and i had no freaking pressure anymore or strengthen my hands to turn a damn nut or screw it really pisses me off because i used to build houses and shit and i can't even use my fucking hands now anymore but yeah, I'm running out of time. I didn't want to go this long in the segment. I just ended up bitching and pissing and moaning too much. So the segment too went too long. I guess I got to throw one more segment in here to finish this off. I will get right back to you with some more pissing and moaning probably and more information on things to make your life around your home easier with managing multiple sclerosis. Alright, let's get back to some more things that could help you with dealing with your MS, with managing it, the things that come with it, stuff like that. Uh, For starters, 
know who you're friending on Facebook. If you're going to send me a friend request, send me a little message with it and say that you listen to the pod or whatever. And then I'll accept it. But I got to wipe out a lot of these people that I just recently took on and clean up things since there's a bunch of scammers that are just annoying me that I thought were part of MS groups, but apparently they're just out there to screw over people that have neurological conditions and take advantage of them. Watch out for those people, and if you're going to friend me, at least give me a message that there's a reason that you're friending me. Or let me know that I know you and just don't remember you. (laughs) That happens a lot, too. All right. Let's see. We had, like, buy comfortable shoes with good treads. Use non-skid bath mat. Uh, Don't leave stuff plugged in and stuff like that we were talking about. Uh, Always leave the bathroom door unlocked. Keep your cell phone with you at all times. Add extra hand. Okay, yeah, we talked about all that stuff last. So, basically, other than that, stay active. Uh, Exercise when you can, or at least if you can't exercise. If it's too hard for you, uh, there are tons that you can do. There are bath exercises. Head exercises, chair exercises, stuff you can do while you're walking, sitting, laying, whatever, so you can work around that, or at least keep yourself active uh, doing something. They say every hour, get up and move around at least once. Uh, won't become fully sedentary. Your body's just going to slowly get stiffer and stiffer and shut down, and that might work for you. Uh, Eat a relatively healthy diet or eat what works with you and doesn't make your body feel funky. Uh, Focus on anti-inflammatory items and stuff like that. Uh, Definitely want to get some green leafy vegetables in your diet. Uh, Veggies, yes. Fruits, I say watch what you're eating fruit-wise because... Like they say, once you pick it off the tree, it just starts to, the sugars start to turn to bad sugars. And so you're not getting the sugars that you can use. And you're stuck with a bunch of ones you don't need in your system. A lot of the stuff you're getting comes from overseas or whatever and sits on boats and long periods of times. And uh, you're better sticking with the veggies and the nuts and the, the the good oils, healthy fats and stuff like that. And just be careful with the fruits that you have. I I prefer the frozen because that way they're flash frozen was as they come out of the fields and not sitting in bins forever, just deteriorating and breaking down. Uh, keep your brain active. Video games are good for it. Even movies and reading, puzzles. Just There's tons of cognitive training, things you can look into, memory improvement. 
programs and stuff like that, learning musical instruments, uh, listening to music, singing, anything like that, where you just keep your brain active as possible as you can. Reading comic books is wonderful for you. <laughs> doesn't have to be a fancy book of philosophy or something like that. It can be just a simple book as long as you're keeping that brain active. Keeping those neurons firing, that's a good thing. So I suggest suggest doing that, keeping up with it. Uh, basically, simple changes to your home habitat, habits, your routines uh, may make a big difference when it comes to managing your life with MS. Aim to make your environment more convenient and safer. Take steps to eat healthy healthfully and get as much physical activity as you can throughout the day. Reach out to your family and friends for help when you need it and seek guidance from your doctor. By taking time and energy to care for yourself, you may reduce the impact of your symptoms and feel healthier overall. And if you're happier and healthier, then your body will be healthier in the long run. It's just don't be miserable like me. <laughs> Try and keep that smile on your face. See what you can do to keep your environment safe and convenient for you and help you get along. Along the way, uh, some type of exercise things you can do to, there are low impact things that are low impact cardio type things. Uh, Depending on your insurance and all that stuff, there's programs like Silver Sneakers and stuff like that that you can take advantage of to go to gyms. And a lot of gyms have swimming pools, and those are very beneficial for our bodies because they're joint-friendly exercises. They're low-impact. You're not burning your body out as bad. Uh, swimming incorporates cardio, strength, and flexibility all in one workout. So it's probably one of the best things you can do for your body. And it's like even if you, you're lucky enough to be in an environment where you have a physical therapy place where they have the uh, the treadmills and the bike, water bikes and all that stuff, you can do your workout in the water on that those equipment. And you're not burning your body out as bad, which is awesome. You're getting the flexibility, the mobility, and all that stuff without having the extra uh, pressure put against your joints. And a lot of us, any type of pressure on our joints just makes our joints feel deteriorated and more painful and more shape in the long run. So best to do things that aren't as stressful on it. Kickboxing, cardio kickboxing workouts. I I finally got my punching bag put up this year out in the garage, and it's not any good deal. I got it on a steel beam, but I just used the big C clamp on it to hold it onto the beam. But it's like I punched the thing, and it keeps going further and further back and forth down the beam. So it's like I'm gonna have to put a couple stoppers in there so I can keep it in one place. But yeah, it's one routine you can try for a nice little kickboxing routine. 
you can do this like three times or three reps with it three times through it if you want or whatever do what your body feels and listen to your body don't burn it out but one minute alternating foot jabs one minute alternating front kicks one minute modified jumping jacks two minutes resting then one minute bob and weave one minute alternating uppercuts and one minute alternating back kicks and then two minutes resting and then just go through that routine a few times if you can or just do what you can when you can and any little bit you do is good so you're going to get something out of it either way so you don't have to burn your body out to get results I mean people with MS that are in stages where muscle and body issues are are more painful, more prevalent, more more there no matter what you do. Um, I get it. I get these people that can sit there and eat a leaf of lettuce and work out 18 hours a day. I get it. Your body's better for it. Whatever. I also hear your I hear other things, so <laughs> don't push all the bullshit. I mean, working your body so hard that it's feeling the pain is not always a good thing. It can be long-term issues because of it. So it's like, don't be stupid about it. This isn't a contest. You're not going to work out for three months and be in peak condition and looking great and ready to go and not have no more issues. It's going to be a lifetime thing. It's going to, you have to make it a lifetime event. If you're going to do it, doing it on and off, is just going to burn your body out more and more. You got to watch that. So I personally suggest taking time to listen to your body and doing what you can up until that point and stop. I am not, an example of health <laughs> and far from that. My bad ass has no opinion towards any of this shit, but I know how my body feels just by doing regular things in life. And then when I add certain workouts and stuff, I know how it feels and how, yeah, you can feel all right for a week. And then all of a sudden something shuts down on you and you gotta deal with it. But, but yeah. Watch your form, focus on what kind of forms you're doing when you're doing anything with pulling on weights and stuff like that. Uh, like when you're on a rowing machine, sit on the rower, bend your knees to, to strap your feet into the platform and grab hold of the handlebar, position your shins vertically with your upper body slightly bent forward and your arms straight. And then push through your heels, press your legs against the platform. Bring your upper body just past pen perpendicular to the ground and pull your arms back into a row. Your legs should be completely extended. Allow your upper body to bend back towards the platform. And once your hands 
past your knees, begin to bend your legs and return to the starting position. Be careful with locking your legs and stuff like that, depending on what type of issues you have. With me not having certain tendons and stuff, it's I got to watch when I lock and disengage my legs. It can be very painful and can cause other issues. But If you want to try the TRX circuit type thing that Navy SEALs do and stuff like that, the best way to get the most out of a TRX workout is to follow up follow up walking or elliptical with a full body circuit. This will get your heart rate up and promote total body health. TRX circuit three times would be 30 seconds of squat kicks, 30 seconds of rowing, one minute of rest, 30 seconds of overhead squat, 30 seconds of skaters, and then two minutes of resting. And I'm not a big proponent of the fast, quick workouts because sometimes our body movements get, take us a little time to get into positions and stuff like that and changing positions with our neurological issues and stuff like that. So I don't suggest any of these things as a any of these fast body workouts as a thing for MSers, unless you're in a condition where your body's in good enough shape that you can do it. Hey, all the power to you. Go for it. Do it. See what you can get out of it. But you can stay at home and do this cardio circuit if you're into cardio circuits. If you need a quick at-home option for some low-impact cardio, combine these three moves for a joint-safe weight to get your sweat on. Complete each for 30 to 30 to 45 seconds with a one-minute break afterwards. Run through the circuit at least three times for a full session, they say. Run and jump in place. Remember to land softly. Don't do this as fast as possible. The key is to get your heart rate up, not speed through it. And then modified mountain climber. It's okay to take this slow. Focus on keeping your core strong rather than rushing through your feet's movements and then do low impact jumping jacks this modified jumping jack is perfect for those who want to avoid putting pressure on your knees and if you want to go into a more intense workout after that go for it but just start with some minor low body activities to at least get your body moving and going and then work your way up from there. Don't burn yourself out. Don't hurt those damn muscles. It's the worst thing you can do. If you're going to stress out your muscles to the point of over fatigue, you might end up having a few days where you can't work out, and then your body's going to stiffen up again, and you're going to start all over. And that can be a major hassle too. So take that into consideration. We're just going to end that there for the health. Mass segment. Let's see, is there anything else important for September people? From the farmer's almanac here. Yeah. How to predict frost. When the sky seems very full of stars, expect frost. That's 
some weather lore that you can try and follow. It has been a glorious day with a clear sky and low humidity. Chances are that temperatures will drop enough at night to cause frost. Uh, let's see. Then we have vegetable temperatures if you're growing them. Artichokes. Critical temperatures for frost damage are 31 to 32 degrees. Asparagus, 30 to 31. Beans, 31 to 32. Beets, root vegetables, 29 to 30. Beet tops, 31 to 32. I mean, pretty much all of them are pretty much anywhere from 28 to 30, 34 degrees. You got Watch out for with your kale, cucumbers, celery, cauliflower, okra, peas, potato, tubers, pumpkins, spinach, squash, summer and winter squash. Pretty much there's only about a one degree difference between them. With frost issues, sweet corn, sweet potatoes, tomatoes, watermelon. And so now if you wonder why leaves change color. Not all leaves turn into fancy colors in the fall. A lot of states that I've lived in don't really have the oranges and the reds. They might have green and yellow, and that's about it. Pretty boring. But, uh, notably, maple, aspen, oak, and gum trees produce stellar performances for annual autumn spectaculars in North America. Things that contribute to fall color are temperature, precipitation, soil moisture. The main agent is the light, actually the lack of it. Uh, that's why thick woods are probably colorful the way they are. As the autumn days grow shorter, the reduced light triggers chemical changes in the plants. The combination of reduced light, lack of nutrients, and no water add up to death of the pigment chlorophyll, the green in the leaves. Once the green is gone, two other pigments show their bright faces. They're carotene, which is yellow, and anthocyanin, which is red, and exist in the leaf all summer but are masked by the chlor chlorophyll. The browns in autumn leaves are the result of tannin, a chemical that exists in many leaves, especially oaks. Sugar trapped in autumn leaves, which I would think would be oaks and stuff with the the maple 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 syrup trees, the maple trees and stuff would have sugar trapped in them, trapped in the autumn leaves which is largely responsible for the vivid colors. Some additional anthocyanins are also manufactured by sunlight acting on the trapped sugar, which is why the foliage is so sparkling after several, several bright fall days and more pastel during rainy spells. So that makes sense. That's, I can explain a lot with trees where you see the leaves are red and yellow or red and orange, and stuff like that, but, yeah, that's the last of the fun facts for September, Almanac, so we'll have to wait till October to get some more out of those, other than that, that's it for today, I went longer than I was planning, but, oh well, <laughs> hopefully you got some useful information out of it.
Not too much whining and complaining. We'll talk to you again soon. Take care of yourself. Take care of others. Hit Shadow Monster. Check out Crimson Color Comic Club. Check out Under the Cult. And we'll be back to you someday soon.